0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it. This must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. And then he will repay everyone for what he has been done truly i tell you there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the son of man coming in his kingdom the gospel of the lord Lord please be seated back in 2011 back in 2011 when i was on sabbatical the family and i took a road trip and we visited such cities as New Orleans, Charleston, Washington DC, and New York City. And we did many of the kinds of things that one does when visiting those places. So in New Orleans we went to the French Quarter, in Washington DC we went to various Smithsonian museums as well as visited the monuments, and in New York City we visited 30 Rock and walked through Central Park. And through much of it all, through much of it all, I didn't wear a good pair of walking shoes. I didn't take a good pair of shoes to do lots of walking in. So by the time we arrived in New York City, my feet were hurting. So one afternoon while in New York, we went to Harry's Shoes on Broadway on the Upper West Side of Manhattan to buy myself a new pair of shoes. And while we were at Harry's Shoes, we met a shoe salesman by the name of Walter. Walter was a friendly older man and through the process of picking out a pair of shoes, uh, it came up that I happened to be a pastor. And he told me that he, and we also talked about Texas and we talked about Joel Olstein and his church in Houston and things related to Texas and our visit to New York. And while he, after he inspected the shoes I had been wearing that, it, that had caused me so much pain, he said, we all have crosses to bear, but you don't have to bear these anymore. And so I got a new pair of shoes. And that were, that were much better for walking around the city. And Walter was correct, but we do have crosses to bear, though I don't think Jesus simply meant a pair of shoes as painful as they may have been. But today we do speak of crosses. And we pick up where we left off last week in the Gospel according to Matthew, where Peter had just proclaimed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and Jesus had told Peter, yes, yes you be given the keys of the kingdom. And was from this moment that Matthew tells us that Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. And so we go from learning that Jesus is the Messiah to what sort of Messiah Jesus is. But Peter will not have any of what Jesus has to say. Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes him saying, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. And then Jesus turned and rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you're setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. And so Peter cannot wrap his mind around this idea that Jesus, the Messiah, must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering and be killed and on the third day be raised. This is not how it's supposed to be. This is not how he was taught to understand Who the Messiah was and what the Messiah would do. Now the term Messiah, which in Greek is Christ, but the term Messiah in Hebrew uh, means anointed one. Anointed one. In Israel's past kings and sometimes priests were anointed with oil when they took office. Remember when the prophet Samuel found the shepherd David and anointed him with oil. And the Messiah also referred to the one who had come at the end of the ages to set everything right for Israel. Uh, This was thought, this person was thought to be an ancestor of King David. And the gospel, according to Matthew, goes to great lengths to trace Jesus' lineage back to King David. So Peter has a particular mindset shaped and formed by his identity. He has expectations of the Messiah that have been shaped by his identity as a Galilean Jew of the first century. And we too have a mindset mindset. way of looking at the world that has been shaped by our families our education our religion where we grew up and when we came of age peter and the other disciples have an understanding certain understanding of what normal is worship for them occurred in the temple during during life uh, during their during their lifetimes uh, Galilee, galilee and Judea had been part of the were part of the roman empire and always had been Uh, had been ruled by King Herod, or one of King Herod's sons. There were things that were clean, there were things that were unclean, and the Messiah wasn't supposed to suffer and die, but was supposed to restore Israel's fortune among the nations. So Peter doesn't realize that Jesus' eventual death is part of God's plan. Now, disciple, we know, means student. So Peter and the rest of the disciples are students. And there is emerging data that shows a student's mindset affects their beliefs about learning and school. According to something called the Mindset Scholars Network, students who hold what's called a learning mindset are more motivated to take on challenging work, persist in the face of setbacks, and achieve at higher levels. And a learning mindset includes a belief that intelligence can be developed the belief that one is respected and valued at school, and the belief that one's schoolwork is valuable because it is relevant to one's life and connected to a larger purpose. This is the learning mindset that researchers say affect a student's motivation, engagement, and achievement. So Jesus goes about the task of changing his, his students, his disciples' mindset. Peter's mind is on human things, not divine things. It's on human understanding of what god is up to not god's divine plan and jesus does this by describing what his followers must do he says if anyone wants to become my followers let them deny themselves take up their cross and follow me for those who want to save their life will lose it and those who lose their life for my sake will find it for what will it profit them to gain the whole world but forfeit their life I think what Jesus is saying is if our mindset is that our lives are meaningful only if we have lots of exciting experiences or power or outward success or great popularity to the exclusion of all else, I think Jesus is saying that our lives will actually be less meaningful. None of these things is wrong in and of themselves, but if they are pursued to the exclusion of everything else or not linked to some great or worthy cause, or purpose, we may end up with nothing in the end that really matters. And unfortunately, it seems sometimes our mindset, the mindset of our culture, focuses solely on success, power, celebrity, who's in, who's out, at the expense of other things like truth and goodness. But Jesus' mindset focuses on God and God's kingdom, and we can only enter Jesus' mindset if we deny ourselves, pick up our crosses, and follow him. And we may struggle with what it means to deny ourselves and pick up our crosses. Crosses come in lots of different forms. But it does involve an act of self-denial. But it's not about denying ourselves for the sake of denying ourselves something. There has to be a reason behind it. So I think self-denial means the ability to recognize and say no to the things that separate us from God. The things that are obstacle from following in God's way. Because it's not power or great success that gives our lives value, but that we have been created and we have been redeemed by God. It's not something we have done for ourselves, but something God has done for us. And so as Jesus tried to change the disciples' understanding of what kind of Messiah he was to be, Jesus teaches us how he might really save our lives. We don't, we don't need to gain the whole world to have true life. We need a new mindset, a mindset on God and what God has done and continues to do. And that God calls us to lead lives worthy of what he has done through Jesus Christ, his anointed one, the Messiah. Amen.